This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, folks, I'm a little sad. Uh, I was excited to take more phone calls, but we had a couple of you on hold. We had a glitch in the system. No more. I understand. I mean, I wouldn't want to call me back either. You guys waited on hold, and then you got dropped. I apologize. You can always tweet me, at Wesley Euler, as we roll along here, flying solo today. Uh, again, unfortunately now, I, I won't be able to take any of your phone calls because I won't be able to screen your phone calls ahead of time. But you can always tweet me, at Wesley Euler, and we will have those phone lines open the rest of the offseason into next season, 412-919-8562. Again, if you want to save the number, if you want to, Get at me at, uh, at you know, and Arthur Motes as well, too, at any point rolling forward. We are in our off-season schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at high noon. That's when you can find us here on SNR, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. You know, you can always listen live on the Steelers app, on Steelers.com, uh, on the iHeart app, on the iHeart website as well, too. And you can really help us out by subscribing to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe us. Give us a nice review, download it, grab your kids' iPads, grab your family members' phones, and subscribe for them as well, too. I mean, you guys know this. It's 2022. You know, the, the radio game has changed. It's really, from a revenue standpoint, podcasts now are a huge driver of that. So the better numbers our podcasts do, you know, Moats and I might get a little more kickback out of that. So that's how you can help us spread the good word of the Steelers Blitz podcast as well, too. For those of you who, and I know there's a lot of you like this that can't necessarily listen live at noon or, you know, wh whenever your time is, um, we appreciate you guys that, that do already listen on the podcast and, and everyone that, that continues to, to spread that good word. Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcasts, um, you subscribe there, download there, and, uh, and you're doing Motsi and I a favor. You're making us look good in the eyes of our bosses, right? Which is which is what you always want in this business. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here, actually, because one of our buddies just called back in, and since he's in the system, I know who he is. Juan is on the phone lines down in Charleston. Juan, thanks for calling back, partner. What's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, I'm great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm riding solo here. We got the open phone lines. I'm feeling like a real boy. Hey, hey, man! I'm so happy that you guys got the phones back open. You just don't know, man. Hey, I love hanging out with you. You know, you my guy, man. Thanks, Juan. You know, we appreciate you too. You've been one of our day ones. You've been rock rocking with us here for for a few years, and and we appreciate you as always. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love that you you and Mort y'all bring good things to Steel Nation. Y'all bring the good information we need, and we appreciate everything you guys do. So even even when you're on the show in the morning with the old folks, you got my welcome, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, partner. I, I know Juan. We 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 feel the love from all of Steeler Nation and all you guys, and it does it. It obviously makes this a lot more fun. You know, I think Moats and I would be doing this anyways, but when we know that there's people out there listening and enjoying and engaging, that that certainly makes it all much more worth it. Thanks, partner. Uh, no problem. Let's talk about uh, this quarterback situation. I mean, I'm hearing um, rumors about Kirk Cousins. What you got to say about that? <laughs> One, I, I, that, that would be my, my least favorite scenario for the Steelers to, to go with a Kirk Cousins or a Jimmy G type. That is it. Listen, those guys are good quarterbacks. I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm poo-pooing those guys. They're good quarterbacks, but. 
I don't think that this team is a quarterback away from truly contending. And Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Derek Carr, again, good quarterbacks. They can win you division titles. They can win you playoff games. But but they're not Aaron Rodgers. They're not Russell Wilson. And I still wouldn't want to get one of those guys. I just, if you're going to bring in a veteran that's not going to cost a bunch on the cap, you know, we've, we've mentioned the Tyrod Taylors and the Teddy Bridgewaters and those types. I'm all for that. I could take a flyer on, on a Jameis Winston or a Marcus Mariota. I'm all for that. I just don't want to pay a quarterback substantial money because I think the rest of this roster needs retooled. I, I know one, they're worried because they look around the AFC, right, and they see Joe Burrows in the division and Patrick Mahomes and J- uh, Josh Allen uh, and Herbert uh, aren't going anywhere. And Lamar Jackson's still in division two. There's a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the AFC and in your division right now. But that doesn't mean that you scramble and decision. If your quarterback of the future isn't available this offseason, your quarterback of the future isn't available this offseason. You don't overpay for one. You don't reach in the draft for one. You start to build the rest of this thing up. And then when you think you have your quarterback of the future, that's when you, you know, maybe give up some draft picks, give up some capital to go get him. I just don't think that that guy is there. And I don't think that the timing is right for the team to do that in the coming months this offseason. Yeah, I agree with you, buddy. And then with Kirk Cousins, you got 35 million reasons too. Also, yeah. and then um, and um, I like I like the Marcus Mariotti because the guy he he can um he can scramble. So accuracy is his problem, but he can scramble. But I, we can get him on the cheap, so I, I wouldn't mind that guy. And uh, and with the draft coming, I know everybody wants quarterback out of pick or or Malik Willis, but. Um, I need to take a look at the uh, where's the Kentucky guy. That guy is pretty sharp too. So might might throw him in a bag or even um, Sam Howell out of um, yeah. North Carolina. So yeah, the guy yeah, uh, so. the guy from Nevada. His name's escaping me right now, but I've seen some good stuff about him as well too. That is, you know, soon here one like you know next couple of weeks when the Super Bowl's over and we really turn our attention to the draft, we'll start giving our thoughts. You know, we'll, Moats and I, how we do in the past, we'll go day by day. We'll do quarterbacks one day. We'll do, uh, you know, safeties one day and kind of give our thoughts on all the top prospects and give some rankings there. There's certainly some intriguing names in the quarterback, you know, availability in the quarterback draft this year. Um, no one that I don't think – I don't think anyone I'd take with the 20th pick, but you never know what happens after that. And, and one, yeah. we, we certainly will be talking about all those guys as we go forward here and get closer to the combine at the end of February. Yeah, I'm with you too. Yeah, with the 20th pick, we don't need a draft for quarterback. So yeah, I agree with that. Also, um, I know I know you probably was going to wait the most come, but your your boy stepped mm-hmm. down. That's your boy. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what? You 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 know, you're good at this. You know, you bring up Kirk Cousins, you bring up Sean Payton, all the all the guys that I've <laughs> liked the trash over the years. No, listen, Sean Payton is is a very good football. I haven't been a fan of of him personally, and I think. He get he got let off the hook for a lot of the things that Tomlin got crushed for, that Mike McCarthy got crushed for. I think he kind of always skated by some of that stuff um, when he had some, you know, bounty gate stuff as well, too, which obviously those other coaches haven't had anything like that. But he's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's a very good coach. I, I do expect that this is not the last we'll see of him. You know, maybe he takes a year off and then we see him in Dallas if things don't work out with McCarthy there in, in another year. Um, but, yeah, as, as much as I'm not a fan of Sean Payton, Juan, I, I do obviously realize what he's meant 
to the game of football and the stability that he's brought to a Saints organization that was scrambling for so many decades. And so I, you know, I, I hope he uh, enjoys whatever the next step of his life is. I, I do. As much as I like to poo-poo him in the past, uh, he's a good football man, and, and I, I, I obviously mean no disrespect. It's, it's all in good fun. <laughs> All right, but I appreciate it. Nice talking to you. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna be tuning in the days you guys are on because you know we, football season never ends. It's three sixty five a year without guys. So you, you ain't you know, lying. I'm gonna be tuning in. And shout out to my buddy Cr too. Hey, yeah, shout out to Cr. We gotta get Cr on the lines. And you're absolutely right, Juan. That's that's why we love football. That's why Moats and I are able to do this show year-round, and we have a Steelers radio network, Steelers Nation radio year-round, is because football never sleeps. You Steelers fans, Steeler Nation never uh, tune out either. You guys, in fact, uh, maybe even more interested this time of year with all the free agency and the draft and everything going on. Uh, appreciate you, buddy, and we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Juan, down in Charleston, great stuff. Bet you he's got better weather than we're dealing with up here. Again, I'm not going to be able to take any more calls for real this time, I don't think. But 412-919-8562. Save the number in your phone, you jabronis. Like, see, someone's calling right now, but I, I, I can't screen you on the air. I'm sorry. All right? I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Call back on Friday. I don't know. Should I do it? But that's the thing. If I take this phone call and they start, you know, dropping F-bombs on the air, then I'm in trouble. Should I do it? I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. I know. We, we joke a lot. Moats and I have fun here on the show, all right? We tow that line of professionalism from time to time. I, I, I can't take an unknown phone call hot onto the air. But please, call back on Friday. Wesley Euler with you here. You can still tweet me, at Wesley Euler. Uh, let's get to your tweets right now, actually. It's, uh, let's keep this... Going uh going on here. Uh, Steeler Nation nine twenty tweets me and says, "When is Juan gonna get on Twitter?" He is on Twitter, at Don Juan. Something he's out there. You can find him. I'll 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 tag his tweet. I'll find him for you, Nation. Uh, when when I get out of here, when I get uh when I get off the air. Rod Dalla tweets us and says, "Hearing a lot of Sam Howell talk." Yeah, guys, this is something Moats and I have have discussed. We've alluded to uh, a couple times. And that is, uh, of course, that the Pittsburgh Steelers have shown interest in Sam Howell. Like, there's, there's no denying that the Steelers have shown interest in Sam Howell. Uh, Kevin Colbert's been down to Chapel Hill. Sorry, I drew a blank there for, for a half second. Kevin Colbert's been down to Chapel Hill uh, to see Sam Howell, I think, more than once. And you don't have to, you know, put two and two together for to know that that means that the Steelers are really interested. Now, Sam Howe had a really good what would have been 2020 season. Uh, I think a lot of teams were keeping an eye on him this year. He took a step back this year, and there was questions about that. Right? Is it is it because he lost you know two really talented running backs, both who were who were drafted in the top two rounds last year? Uh, is it because you know it, was that part of the reason why he was so much better? Was it just a weird COVID year? Was there stuff going on with his offensive line? So there, there's been a lot of talk around Sam Howell, and that will continue, obviously, when we get closer to the combine and to the draft. There's While there's not the slam dunk top five prospects of this year's draft, right? There's not a Joe Burrow in this year's draft. There's not a Trevor Lawrence 
in this year's draft. There are a lot of intriguing quarterbacks, certainly. Kenny Pickett is intriguing for a lot of reasons. You know, took off his senior year at Pitt. And I think the most touchdown passes he ever had before this year was 13 in a season. And he threw for like 40-some this year, broke Deshaun Watson's records, won the ACC, was a Heisman Trophy finalist, finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting. But is it, was it one year where Pitt had it all going on and the ACC was down and, and Pickett balled out? Is his hand size and the fact that he wears two gloves really something of a concern, right? There's a lot of intrigue around Kenny Pickett. There's a lot of intrigue around Matt Corral around Malik Willis, around Sam Howe. There's intriguing quarterbacks. No perfect ones, no slam dunk ones, no Joe Burrows, ain't no Trevor Lawrence's either. But there's a lot of intrigue around the quarterback position, and that is obviously something that we will keep an eye on going forward. Uh, On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, if you want to get involved here, let's roll through some more of these tweets. Uh, Ranger Abraham tweets and says, did you hear that Juju... Or did you hear Juju saying that the quarterback situation is a factor on if he'll stay or not? Yes, I did. Um, I believe that Juju said it will be, and I quote, very important, unquote, in terms of you know his decision on whether to stay with Pittsburgh or to move on. Um, and Ranger Abraham also adds that I don't think he will come back if Mason is going to be the next quarterback. So, yes, I Juju has said that is correct, that it will be very important who the next Steelers quarterback is in the process of him making his decision. But, guys, you don't you don't change what you want to do for Juju Smith-Schuster, all right? I and again, I I think we we've built the community up here. You guys know enough about me. I, I'm I'm not like trying to be mean when I say this, but you you don't make decisions for Juju Smith-Schuster. I I might say the same thing if it was Jamar Chase that we were. You don't let Jamar Chase dictate who your next quarterback is going to be if he was on your team. And Juju ain't Jamar Chase. Juju's a very nice player. Juju's very likable. Juju is very useful. He's a unique wide receiver in the physical style that he can play. And and I understand why people want him back. I understand why people like him. But, folks, you don't make your quarterback decision based on any wide receiver and and, and certainly not on Juju. Maybe if it was 22-year-old Randy Moss, I'd I'd say, all right, let that guy – but you just – you don't – what's the old – you don't let the – inmates run the asylum or whatever right and not that juju is an inmate and not that you know the Steelers are in an asylum anything like that but juju should for his own business side of football he should want to be in the best situation with the best quarterback possible absolutely he should you know this is his you know opportunity once again to hit free agency and and hopefully cash in for himself and make you know life-changing generational impacting money Juju should want to land in the best place possible, and the quarterback should certainly be part of that equation. But for the Steelers, if Juju's sitting there telling you, I'm not re-signing if it's Mason, that you don't let that change your situation. You don't do that for any player. And, and like I said, Juju is a, is a very nice player, but you don't do that for anybody, even if it was Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or, or someone who's young and, and clearly Tyreek Hill, you know, going to dominate for a long time. You, you just, that's just not the way to operate. Steeler Nation 920 tweets me and says, got myself a loaded GMC Sierra and I got my Steelers license plate cover. What else for you is a must for a new vehicle? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question there, 920. Um you know, like I would have said in years past, like like a new aux cord, you know, make sure you got your sound system and your tunes on point. 
But now all these cars are just Bluetooth anyways. You just connect right to your phone. I, you know, you, you got the Steelers license plate. I, I think that's kind of all you need. You know, I used to, when I was younger, I think like a lot of us do, I had, you know, a few stickers, bumper stickers like that on my car and stuff like that. You know, Steelers, Penguins, WVU. But I also, you know, as I, as I get older now, I think when it comes to a car, sometimes less is more. Just a nice license plate cover, just a nice decal, something simple like that, and you keep it moving. You got to make sure you have good tunes in that car, though, 920. I mean, that's what it's all about. You got to have the good tunes. That's the most important thing to me. Buddha tweets us and says, when it comes to this overtime debate, I say they do two-minute drills until there is a winner. Both teams get the ball at least, or you could always win contest from the 35, back up five yards every time they make a kick. I I just guys I I, I don't feel the need to, ch to to change overtime. One, I don't I don't want it to be drastically different than the regular product. And like I know there's examples of that going the other way, right? Everybody loves 3 on 3 hockey overtime. It's electric, it's exciting, but it is different obviously. You you're taking four guys off the ice, two for each team. You're going from 5 on 5 to 3 on 3. That, though, is just during the regular season. They don't do that in the playoffs. I think especially in the playoffs, I don't want anything gimmicky. And I know we could all say that a coin toss is gimmicky. And, and to an extent, I would agree with that. But I just... And I'm not even in the, I'm not even in the one in the camp of trying to do the, oh, the Bills had 13 seconds to hold them. Just play some defense. I'm just... Overtime, to me, doesn't have to be fair. It, just find me a winner. Football games already, like we talked about this on Monday with Moats, games already are three, three and a half hours long. Well, you want four-hour football games? You, want, you don't want to watch a four-hour movie, do you? Why would you want to watch a four-hour football game? That's too much. I love football. I don't need to watch it for four hours. It's already too many commercial breaks. It's already too long. I don't need infinite overtimes. The one thing that people have said that I – you know, buy into a little bit is just the idea of doing an overtime period. If it's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, you play that timeout, and then and, and that's when it ends. So in that context, you know, if the Chiefs score really quick, the Bills would have more time on the clock. Or maybe the Chiefs have to work five minutes off the clock to, to, to win it at the death, right? But now you could still obviously get into situations where after those five minutes or after those 10 minutes, the teams were tied. And then what do you do? And again, this isn't hockey. This isn't basketball. You can't just continue to play overtime. You're going to have bodies piling up and, and teams who won't be able to play next week or they'll have all kinds of guys off the practice squad. You already added another game to the schedule. That's going to continue. We all know that too, right? I'm not breaking any news here. The NFL is going to go to an 18-game regular season eventually and knock one more preseason game off. We're already beating the crap out of these guys. I don't need to make drastic changes to overtime. Is it unfair to Buffalo? Yeah, sure. But life isn't supposed to be fair. Sports certainly aren't supposed to be fair. And again, I'm not even doing the, oh, you just had to get one stop with 13 seconds left thing. I'm doing the, the game was three, three and a half hours long. You had plenty of time for it to be fair. Now I'm just trying to find a winner. That's where I sit in that conversation. Frankie Z, what up, Frankie, says, I want your take. In the draft this year, would you rather go the best or Tyler Lindenbaum, Linderbaum in round one? Inquiring minds want to know what you think. Well, Frankie, I know you're a pretty regular listener. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're fairly regular. 
Why can't I get these words out? You're a fairly regular listener. There we go to the Steelers blitz here. You guys know I've been I've been pounding the table. I'm a huge college football guy, right? My favorite team in the world is Arthur Motes likes to make fun of me. Oh, your favorite team in the world's WVU. That means you don't like the Steelers that much. You know, while he wears Buffalo Bills stuff in here. <laughs> My favorite team in the world is WVU. My favorite sport to watch in the world is college football. I, 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 again, I love the NFL. I love the Steelers. But I've shared this before. When I was growing up, football was a Saturday thing. My whole family, we piled in the RV. We had season tickets. We went to the blue lot. We tailgated in Morgantown. We watched the Mountaineers. And, yeah, we were all crowded around the TVs on Sundays with our terrible towel, but football to me was a Saturday thing from the time that I was six or seven years old, really until I started working in in pro football for the Eagles in 2016, that would have been. I love college football. I watch a lot of – you could ask my wife. Saturdays I'm on the couch from noon to midnight watching the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, the ACC, whatever games are on. I have loved, you could go back and check my tweets. I've been tweeting about Linderbaum since October. I, I think he is the most impressive center prospect to come out of college since Pouncey, and that worked out pretty well for the Steelers. I would take Linderbaum over any of these quarterbacks available, 100% for sure. I'm starting to think that there's more and more of a chance he's there at 20. I still would bet against it. I've seen mock drafts that have him going as high as 7 or 8. I've seen mock drafts that have him going to the Bengals at pick 29 or 30. So a lot of different opinions on, I don't think necessarily how good he is. Everyone agrees on that. But it's the value of the center position, I think, that a lot of people are back and forth on. He could certainly go top 10 there when the Steelers are picking at 20. Um, I think if if the priority of this offseason really is rebuilding, continuing the rebuild of that offensive line, to me, uh, Linderbaum feels like the most sure bet. Now, maybe, right, one of these quarterbacks, maybe you could argue, certainly has a higher upside. But I just think in terms of what their career could be, what he could do on day one, he's going to have an instant impact on day one, and he's going to be a guy who's going to play in this league for a long time. Uh, Yeah, consider me a card-carrying member of the Tyler Linderbaum fan club. And I hope he's there at 20. And if so, I hope the Pittsburgh Stellars take him. TC says, considering Tomlin and Colbert had a first-round grade on Mason, maybe they should ask Juju for input on the quarterback situation. That's a good That's a good one, TC, but they still should. You know, you, you run a business. You don't ask for the cashier's input on where you should invest financially. I don't know. That's a really bad example. If I am running a kitchen, I don't go next door to the bar to ask the bartender what type of seasoning I should be using on my And again, Juju should want to land in the best place possible, obviously. Uh, but you, you don't let any of your players, particularly non-quarterbacks, right, dictate what you do to the roster. If this is Ben Roethlisberger and he's 30 years old and he's asking for X, Y, and Z, yeah, maybe give it to him. You know, if, it's, if it's Tom Brady, if you're the Bengals and Joe Burrow comes to you this offseason and says, yo, dudes, you got to spend some money on the offensive line. you got to spend some draft capital on the offensive line. Yeah, listen to him. He's young. He's your quarterback. But other than that, you, you stick with the plan that you believe is right. And if that causes Juju to leave, you tell him thanks for your service and we wish you all the best. And you, you know, enter this next chapter of Steelers football without him. A good player. I understand why so many people like him, but you you don't let him influence the decisions that you're making. 
Uh, C. Jack Bike, what's up, buddy? Says draft a center from Iowa or the best offensive lineman available. I would pick up Mark Marcus Mariota. See if we can let him compete. That's my. I I would take one of a flyer on one of these Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota types to bring them in low cost to compete. Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, and and I and I would go offensive line in the draft. You ride it out for one year. Maybe next year doesn't go how uh, how we want it to go as fans. Maybe you even have your first losing season since I was in middle school. You have your first losing season in what would be, what, 19 years? But but they're not going to bottom out and win three or four. Five. Maybe they go seven and ten. And then you've got a decent draft. You know, you're picking in the teens next year in the draft. Maybe that's when you go get the quarterback, move up, do whatever you need to do to go get your guy. But I'd, there's no quarterback. It, it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter if we're talking Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. It doesn't matter if we're talking Kenny Pickett or, 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 or Matt Corbin. I, I don't see any quarterback that is realistically available that you put into the, onto this Steelers team and all of a sudden the Steelers are contending for an AFC championship. Because there's maybe only three guys in the league that I would say that about. Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes. And they all ain't going anywhere. And they all play in your, divi- or in your conference and one of them in your division as well, too. Again, though, this is what makes it. I keep coming back to this. The most intriguing offseason to be a Steelers fan, to be uh, someone like me who's fortunate enough to cover the team uh, that we've had in a long time. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and I do appreciate you guys, as always, chiming in on this. All right, you ready? I, I, got, I got like two minutes here, so I'm going to give you my free play of the week, right? What's, what, what's going on with the Baseball Hall of Fame? I mean, are we really doing this? Listen, if you don't like Barry Bonds, if you don't think steroid people should be in the Hall of Fame, that is your right. That's not what I'm here to argue. What I'm here to argue, what I'm here to say is that for Barry Bonds, it's not about steroids. Because if it was, David Ortiz wouldn't have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. The reason that Ortiz is in and Bonds is not, when Ortiz tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs from the league and Bonds never did, it's because Barry Bonds is a jerk. He was a jerk to media. He was a jerk to his teammates. He was a jerk to everybody. And Big Poppy's the opposite, right? Everyone loves Big Poppy. He's funny. He's charismatic. You know, he went on the field after the Boston bombing at Fenway Park and said, this is our effing city. No one's going to intimidate us. People love Big Poppy. And people hate Barry Bonds. And that's just a joke to me. Whatever your take is on the steroid era thing, one, everyone was doing it. And two, it saved baseball. And three, baseball knew that it was going on and they let it happen. Hall of Fames are history museums for sports. And, yo, you cannot tell the history of baseball without Barry Lamar Bonds, without Roger Clemens, some of these other guys who are getting left out too, but certainly without Barry Bonds. And that's, that's how you know that the Baseball Hall of Fame is crooked. The Baseball Hall of Fame's all-time hit leader, the Baseball Hall of Fame's or, or baseball's all-time hit leader, baseball's all-time ha- home run hitter, and the guy who has the most Cy Youngs in the history of the game, all three of those guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. Something needs to change. And thus ends the last time you will hear me talk about baseball for many, many years. Whew, that was 90 seconds, right? That was good. That was our little free play. We're going to do that once a week where we spend like two minutes on something sports-related that isn't exactly the Steelers or football. And there you go. That's how I had to get out of here today. I... I'm not a huge baseball person. I don't pretend to be. But Hall of Fames are history museums for that sport, and it's crazy how they've let a bunch of sports writers, a bunch of, a bunch of old curmudgeons uh, hold so many legends of the game hostage. So that's all I got for today. Thanks to everybody for rocking and rolling with us. I 
Um, appreciate the H-E double hockey sticks out of Yins. And Friday we'll be back. Remember, no show tomorrow. We are in our Monday, Wednesday, Friday format now. Motsi will be back on Friday. Um, and we will look ahead to conference championship weekend. Thanks to our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for uh, for joining me today as well. To all of you who hopped on the phone lines and tweeted, again, I really appreciate you guys, uh, particularly on these days that I'm riding solo. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. Subscribe to the Steelers Blitz podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. You know where to find me. You know where to find the show. As always, it's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.